You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to the My Top 5 podcast where it's our duty to disagree with personal preference. I am your host, Fleur Shomo. I'm your co-host, Luke Shomo, and I just want to comment on, like, Fleur just <laughs> jumped right into that intro. We were I just did, having sorry. a casual convo, and then it was like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's shit, the flip, oh, switch flipped, and we are, uh, we are live. We're ready to roll. How I'm you happy doing, to Luke? be here. I'm good. Oh, great, and I'm grateful to be here. Um, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> there was this radio DJ in the UK called Tim Westwood, who's like really cringe he was like 50 and very very white but thought i mean he he knew his he was very knowledgeable about um urban and rap and and all that music that was his (laughs) that was that was like his shit but um like garage music and all that that was like his thing so he he knew the knowledge but man he was cringy as hell anyway he had a thing on the radio once and every time i hear someone say grateful to be here it's it's just like a line he used to have i'm to westwood and i'm grateful to be here so anyone in the uk that's listening you know what i'm talking about well no i think urban man i think he turned out to be a bit of a yeah one of those guys so a creeper that's not yeah, let's not give him any credit. You just gave him a whole segment. So. <laughs> I know. Let's cut that out. Um, yeah, oh it's God. a Thursday night. Lots going on tonight. We have a great guest. I'm going to introduce him right now. And it is Mr. Chris Dudley from Underoath. Hey. Hi, Chris. <laughs> oh. Insert sound effect. Yeah, Luke sounds like a DJ tonight. How you doing, Chris? How's oh. life where you are? Life, it, it it's honestly awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, I I feel weird sometimes, like saying that I am in a good spot, considering like the year that we just kind of sure. came out of, and how it was like so devastating for so many people, and you know, in a lot of ways, it was for for us as well. But like, I'm just you know, I'm just grateful to be here. You know, <laughs> grateful to be here. Yeah. <laughs> grateful to be here. Hey, if you had some good stuff happen in the last year you shouldn't feel guilty about it like should be celebrated even more i think because you know there was so much shit yeah <laughs> I, I, that I takes s- away from the shit but it, it's also like hey that's okay people are still happy yeah. that's a good thing yeah i, I celebrate it i just uh i'm not uh trying to go out and scream it from the rooftops Flaunt about how it. happy i am yeah, yeah it's yeah. uh yeah. you know try, trying to temper it a little bit but no i'm, I'm honestly super happy Th- things are good family's healthy staying creative band stuff's doing awesome uh marriage is better than ever uh got, i got i got literally those not are, a thing to complain about things those are a oh, lot of yeah. good things there oh it's the best yeah I mean, I'm, just, I'm super let's pumped just log off there because that's happy yeah Hi, everyone. That, was, that was chris thanks for coming man yeah it's, it was um, great thank you guys for having me uh, a real, like, we told you it'd be a real easy show so <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, talking of band stuff, um, you are a member of Under Oath. Your keys, synth. What what would you prefer to be? Yeah, keys? all that. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, not not re- not real instruments. Like not Tick, ones you have to tune. On the ivories. Yeah, yeah. No, just uh, <laughs> ones where you get to press all the buttons and the fun sounds uh, come out. Uh, um, no, you've been yeah. in. You've been at Under Oath since I want to say the year two thousand, but I don't know if that's factually correct. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it was t- I, technically the end of '99, but close enough. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. It, was a, it was it was high school, you know, hanging out with nice. friends and 
I, one of my I would say that um, a lot, like, because a lot of people picked up Under Oath, because you had a different vocalist back then, because mm-hmm. I had, what was that album called? Ch- Ch- not Changing of Times. Was it Changing yep, of Times? Yep, that's it. Yep. I have some lyrics from that tattooed on me. I bet you didn't know that. I literally had no idea until this moment. That I is had, great. I have lyrics from uh, the song Alone in December tattooed on wow. me. So there you go. I, I'm old school man. Old wow, school fan. That's awesome. So, that's hilarious. Um, you've been in Android since 2000. You guys have like nine albums and you're still going stronger than ever. Is it nine? It, you're going to correct me now. No, I, I, I don't know. I would have to count on my fingers. I'll, I'll take your word for it. You're the one with the lyric tattoos. I, I, I just, know. Honestly, I your just biggest play the fan. keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> We've got all nine like down her leg. I've got one yes. for me. Yeah, I've just got yeah. discography just down my leg. Um, you were meant to have an album come out in 2020. Am I wrong? What, what's the plan for that now? Because obviously 2020 hit and you decided to delay it. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we, I mean, as every other band did you know we had our entire uh 2020 planned out part of which was an album release uh and then once uh coronavirus hit we we kind of realized hey we're not going to be able to tour we're not going to be able to do anything so why don't we just sit on these songs because we were going to go into the studio like early 2020 um you know like toward the end of the spring and uh we didn't really want to put out a record and not be able to do anything with it so we decided to just sit on the songs and see what happens and uh basically we sat on them for like a year and refined and wrote more and um yeah i'm very happy that we did because uh the material that we have now is far and away better than what we had back then um and uh, I, I don't know if it's technically like out there, but the record's done. Uh, we we finished it in uh, March, or we yeah we finished uh, finished uh, uh, mixing it in April, and yeah we're gonna be putting it out this year. So I'm That's pretty uh, pretty pumped. Yeah. That's exciting. So was it what was the process like? Did you did you have it quote unquote finished and then go back in and like okay now we got all this time let's like go back in. Uh, no, we, uh, actually, uh, we had songs and what we were planning on doing was going into the studio and, uh, you know, basically finishing writing and recording. Cause we had a tour with Slipknot booked for the summer of 2020. So our idea mm. was to try to get a, a song out before that. Um, but yeah, no, we ended up just uh, continuing writing individually all through 2020. You know, yeah. it's that thing you always hear about of, uh, you know, sending files back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we just came up with a bunch of new That's material. Sweet. We dropped some songs that we had. We got new ones. We refined songs that we had. Um, and yeah, and we by the time we got into the studio in uh, February, we had already narrowed down you know, the songs that we wanted to have on the record and, right. but we were still leaving room for, uh, you know, experimentation in the studio, being able to, uh, you know, just kind of go with the flow and see what happens and see if anything cool comes out of just us jamming, which it did, you know, like, two like of my favorite songs. A, like, so evident of the creative process. Like it's never really done. If you want to keep pouring into it, like there's always more you can pull out of stuff. And especially when you're just jamming and like, you can really get in there and, when you kind of take away deadlines and just like get to 
fucking go like i mean a lot of cool yeah. shit can happen yeah and i think there's a there's a balancing act to that too because i think that if you i mean you could you could write a one song for a year oh, you know yeah. and just con- I mean, completely any refine creative it. field you could do that you could just never ever stop yeah yeah you do have yeah. to put so, a limit on yourself for sure yeah and i think really just you know how long we've been doing this and how long you know we've been writing music together we kind of have uh figured out our the the point in which we're just overcooking it, I think we right. have a good grasp on that. So That's I think good. with this record, we didn't really do that. We there were a couple That's times great. where we all stopped and we were like, "Hey, we're good now. We don't have to like just keep at it." So sometimes <laughs> I, you gotta I'm step back and okay, my yeah. hands up a little bit. <laughs> this is done. Yeah. So in the last year, you also did your live observatory stream um, streams, yeah. which are hugely successful. Um, yeah. I feel like you were kind of you were probably one of the first bands to do it so what who was the one that was like we need to make this happen and make it epic uh i mean we had all kind of been trying to figure out what we were going to do as far as the performance goes in 2020 because we knew we wanted to do something but we had seen a couple bands do like live streams at that point but they were all that to us they 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 had a vibe that we didn't want for hours um you know we were like well if that's what a live stream is then we don't really want to do that because you know we we didn't want to like be on a stage like playing to a to an invisible audience because we knew for us that vibe just in general for us would be not good and we would kind of feel like we were faking it um so what we did is, uh, yeah, we came up with that with the idea to have it, you know, us kind of playing in a circle because we realized that when we were like in a small room and we're like playing to each other, like at a practice, like there's a certain energy that's there. It's not exactly like a show, but it, it was it was more of a more of a vibe. Um, so we, yeah, decided to do that, and we we had seen uh, Code Orange's first uh, live stream. Uh, and that had a real good vibe to it. And like I think that probably when we saw that, uh, we were like, yeah, I think we could pull this off. So, uh, yeah, it was, gosh, it was so much work. Um, it was just weeks and weeks of prep and hours and hours of just everything. It was a, an, an insane amount of work. But uh, I think it turned out really well. I was really stoked on it. And, uh, yeah, it gave us uh, some sort of a performance in 2020 it wasn't exactly a show but it, we still had fun with it so yeah. what made you pick the observatory just because of the way it gave you a round room well it it kind of ties into a bigger idea that we're actually going to be building upon in the future but Ooh. you know we, we were going through 2020 in general and we were realizing that basically everything that we were experiencing and everything that we were doing for the most part was like through a through a screen or through a camera and we were realizing that we were getting these little uh these little views into other people's lives and other people's experiences and how you know we were not really experiencing things we were watching people experience things and we had this idea of like what would it be like to have like a a place that you could go and it would be our observatory where basically like you could you could just like push a button and look at whatever we're doing in that in that moment um we brought in some elements of that when we were in the studio we actually had a a secret uh live stream that was going throughout the entire recording process and like we didn't put it out that it was up but if you found it um 
it was there and you could just watch us record the That's whole awesome. record it was wow. good yeah it was up for like six weeks um how, how could you find that how did did anybody find it like were you leaving like little <laughs> clues in places yeah there was a there was like one thing that we had put on reddit um and our website had uh had uh like a, a little link to it um so it was it wasn't anything that you could find unless you knew what you were looking for mm. um which i kind of liked like i liked it it wasn't just like thousands of people yeah, watching like we wanted rad. it to be just like a little a little slice of what we were doing and i think we're going to bring us a, a similar idea uh i'll i'll be a lot easier to find uh when we do hit the road again we're going to be we kind of want to build the observatory idea into like a you know a place you can log into at any point and just be like hey i wonder what under is doing at this second and see it that's but awesome who knows i mean grand really ideas cool. so i love that kind of stuff um that's so cool you're a huge movie guy and um you've you've obviously been in the world of scoring for movies um i feel like it's now coming uh up to fruition you're doing some really some really big stuff that you just i mean you just scored uh god's waiting room which you went to tribeca with yeah how how was that was that like a really out-of-body experience yeah it was wild, and uh, that uh, that experience might come up a little bit later in this uh, in this episode as well. Uh, but uh, no, overall, it was it was awesome. Like I, I'm just such a film nerd in general, um, and I, you know, just decided quite a few years ago that I was like, I just want to try, uh, you know, scoring films, and um, I've I've uh, been just going at it since basically like mid 2016 and uh yeah now i'm finally uh doing stuff that people are going to be able to see and i've got uh uh because of covid and how long movies take to get made in general um i've got that my first three features that i've scored are all coming out this year so um it'll look good on paper because it'll look like oh this guy did you know three movies in a year yeah. but it's actually been like you know, a, a lot longer than that. We've, so. we've obviously never talked to anyone who's scored movies on this podcast before. Like, without, you know, we don't have to dive into it too deep. But, like, what is the, give me a general, like, how does the process work? Like, do you get footage and then you're just like, you go into it? Or, like, what, what does the director tell you, like, thoughts and things? Or how does that, how does that work? Uh, it, it, it's such a crappy answer, but it really varies. Yeah. project by project i've done films where i'm brought in like at the script phase where i just i only have a script and mm. i'm working off of that and they haven't shot a a, a lick yet oh wow uh the wow. film that i'm doing next after the one i'm working on now um it's actually the first film that i've done where i'm being given a a uh, basically a final edit to start um oh, that's wow. never happened before normally I, I get brought on pretty early in the process which is great because then i can you know work with the director trying to figure out you know what do we want this to sound like what instruments do we want to use what do we not want to use uh you know really get into like figuring out who these characters are and what we want them to sound like and it's you know yeah. nerd film music no, but stuff that's, but that's, just, yeah. that's so interesting like, that's, that's very like, interesting I've never, i never me, you know yeah. you don't hear people talking about stuff like this it's really cool oh it's super interesting to me it's my literally my I love favorite that. Is, thing is there yeah. a certain style of movie that you you want to focus on or or you just want to do every genre that's ever been created ever what's funny is i, I thought at one point that uh i just really wanted to do horror movies and that's all i wanted to do um but the the first four features that i've done they're they're i've done one horror movie and then the other ones are so 
not that at all. Um, so I think that this year is going to be uh, and next year going to be really telling because I, I'll only have one horror film done, but I have a I have a uh, like a period thriller like takes place in the 20s so it's lots of like it's all like strained and headed and woodwinds and stuff like that and then another one that's like a the one that went to tribeca is all like synths like Mm -hmm. very modern like reverby drama type stuff and then one that's uh uh the horror film is like very like campy uh big bomb bombastic horror type stuff so i don't know where my lane's gonna be really i i think it's really gonna come down to what people see and are like oh i want to hire him to do more of that um so i i don't know i i thought that it would be just horror but as i've been doing this other stuff i'm like man like i don't know if that's the case anymore like it yeah i don't know i just have you have you been in the middle of a project and like amidst a big touring season or anything like how does that go are you able to do stuff on the road well or uh it's man yeah every every film i've done thus far except for the one i'm working on now was at some point while we were touring so i have a uh a portable uh studio that i bring with me and i whenever we get to a venue i just either try to find a room that's not being Mm. used or i go and get a day room at a hotel and i just set up my rig and i work all day and then um i go to the venue play the show and then pack up and do do it the next day i work on all the days off um yeah it's it's a lot of work but i'm uh grateful to do it yeah Yeah, you're so into it i mean (laughs) once you find once you find something that you like really love like to do like you you're lucky that you have two things that you love to do that you can do do you know what i mean like you obviously yeah. love to be in a band we've all seen you on stage you're nuts <laughs> it's it's a lot of and fun. then you have you have the scoring that you're able to do during the day which is i, I mean i wish i had that talent that sounds unbelievable yeah i mean there, there all that said you know there are still so many days when i just feel like i don't know what the hell i'm doing and i'm like wanting to pull my hair out and uh <laughs> i i just want to quit but i think that's with any, any field, creative yeah. person like you just you know you yeah. have your days when you're like oh man like i'm killing it and then other days where you're like i'm just faking this completely so yeah yes absolutely um okay so this is the my top five podcast um what subject did you pick to talk about and why so uh i guess to kind of piggyback off that whole discussion um, that's what we in the biz call a transition yes (laughs) (laughs) um i uh i chose uh top five movie going experiences uh because i think initially when we had talked about doing this it was like late 2020 like or maybe maybe early this year it was it was a bit ago um and i was just realizing that I hadn't really been to the movies in forever, um, except, you know, I'd gone to see Tenet because I was not afraid and Christopher Nolan had a movie out. And uh, but other than that, you know, I I, it had been basically a year without going to the movies. And I just love going to the movies. That's like my favorite thing in the world. So I was like, man, I've I've had a lot of great movie going experiences and we should. Yeah, we should talk about that because it's awesome and i figured it's obviously very subjective like everybody's is gonna yeah. be different and i figure there's a good little story with each of your guys's uh picks as well so yeah, yeah. i feel like yeah. it's it's more of a personal thing than like oh this movie was good like that can yes. obviously be part of it but i feel like it's yeah. more about what you know the experience of it which is that's yep. a good topic okay, Flora, you want to so, kick it off um yeah i'll start my number five is is not about the movie but it is about 
just a memory of a certain like pocket of time and it was um when i saw the mummy in the cinema i mean i must have been young i 12 13 i I don't remember It, it was a saturday night and we went as a family of five, like my older <sighs> brother and sister. So I must have been young enough that my sister was still at home before she went to uni. Um, and we got there and, you, and it was back in the day where in England, so it's not really a thing here. It's starting to be now. But um, in England, you always have to pick your seats before you go. Um, it's just now. I, I feel like the last year or two or a few yeah. years being a thing here. Um, but. I just remember we got tickets and we had to get them like the day before or something because everything sold out back in the day because that on the weekend, that's what you did. You went to the cinema. And I remember being in the cinema, fully sold out. And at one point I got up to pee because Mummy is a really long movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember walking out to the bathroom and being like, this place is like literally, cho- it was a huge, like the giantest room at the cinema. And it was just completely sold out. And I remember being like, this is mind-blowing that this many people... Because back in the day, you only had a couple of movies come out a month, really, didn't you? And so this was like a big deal. It was this new franchise that... Well, I guess we didn't know it would be a franchise, maybe. But it was meant to be the movie of, like, probably early summer. Um, And I just remember getting up and going to the toilet and looking around and being like, there's, like... (laughs) <laughs> at least a thousand people here watching this and that was just mind-blowing to me and i was like i love that this has brought so many people together on a saturday night like family like i don't know i don't know what rating it was maybe a 12 i don't know but um yeah i for some reason that memory really sticks in my head because i remember being so overwhelmed that the cinema was just that full and just like realizing that all these people were just there like amazed it's just by a this communal communal experience like it's like live music in that way yeah it really felt like that like i because i I mean i just remember being like this is great this is like we're watching a rock band right now this is like (laughs) the mummy like everyone needs to go (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is brendan fraser yeah yeah brendan Brendan fraser um no the mummy is actually a great movie i think i showed it to caleb during quarantine actually in 2020 and he was like how have i never seen have you done the mummy (laughs) ride in orlando because it's great that's oh, great. I think, I think that's one of the only ones that I have done because I'm terrified of roller coasters. Yeah, it's not so. very like crazy because I don't yeah, like I heights or anything. But it's a fun ride. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I like. I don't it know a if lot. it still exists or not, but it does. Yeah. It definitely it does did. It? Nice. Yeah, for a long time. Um, oh, yeah. you'll know, Chris, because you're in you're in Florida. Um, right yeah. So that was my number five. I just was thinking, kind of like, for so I have no idea why that memory sticks with me so much, but it it's just fully ingrained in my head. So the mummy of all movies. Hey, you don't have to justify it. I think it's good. I think it's good. Okay, um, go on. I, my number five. So I'm not a horror movie guy. I'm I scare very easily, and that's just not my scene. But my number five is a horror movie. Uh, oh. It was Saw Two, and the reason it's a thing is because it was like 2005, I think. So I was only like 15 years old, and it was a rated R movie. And so it was a big deal because me and my friends all like snuck in and we were like, oh, wow, this is super cool. <laughs> and then we thought we were like being so badass because we snuck into this movie because you're supposed to be 17, which is great. Like the whole thing is just so <laughs> stupid. Like but when you're 15, it seems awesome. So then like we, we even like there because it was like a really busy like premiere situation. Like there was a lot of I mean, it was crazy. And there was even like a cop outside. I, the cop was not there to to 
age verify, but <laughs> just to like you make sure there that, was no, though, walking up to the door. Stuff, but he asked, he literally asked us how old we were. And we like straight up lied to this cop, which was like, I'm I've not, never I'm done. Not. If you know me at all, that is just like the, I am just not that person at all. But I was like, man, we are so sick, like sneaking into this movie. But the movie itself was whatever. I mean, it was a fine movie, but I mean, you hate <laughs> horror just, movies, so were you like, are you snuck in, and then to you were me, like, I, I immediately regret this decision. No, I think that one's different because it's super just gory. Really, it's not like mm. it's like some crazy scary. jump scare shit to me that I don't like. But it wasn't as much of that as was just like pure blood and gore. Had you but, seen uh, the first one at that point? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Had you seen the first one at that yeah, point? Yeah, I had seen the first one, thankfully. Got it, okay, so cool. it was, was not. Curious. It was not. And I did not sneak into a theater because I think I probably would have been like <laughs> 13 or something. But uh, yeah, basically it's all just centered around the fact that I thought we were super cool and uh, we um, cop didn't care at all, obviously. No one 17 cared. 17 is such an odd age to make a movie. Like, how do you prove that you're 17? Oh, I guess you get driver's license. Driver's really license. Young but in, it's also just a here. weird, like, arbitrary number. Like, okay. Like, yeah, 17. One year before you turn 18 and can do all this other stuff, but we are going to let you see rated R movies without a parent. <laughs> we are going to let you now. see horrifying stuff <laughs> like who decided that you know what 17 i think well it's think different ratings in england so that's why i'm just a bit because in in england it is an 18 we don't have like oh, a, really? yeah. a 17 yeah we have 18 we have 15 and then 18 that way yeah. the u.s just had to it just had to one up you're like oh 18 17 we're Actually, cool kids hey here. well we yes. have a 15 rating do you have one of those here <laughs> we have 13 13, 13 and 17 yeah. But yeah. like, who, what thirteen-year-old is like? We have like, twelve. See you, mom 12. and dad. See you, mom and dad. I'm going in. Thirteen years old. <laughs> okay, so Chris, ridiculous. I'm really excited to hear yours. So let's hear number five. Okay, so uh, I'll just have to preface all this with I don't really, I didn't really know how to order these, so I don't think these are in any particular order. But okay, I'll, just I'll kind of piggyback memories. off of, uh, off of the um, the mummy. Um, you know, just being at a at a sold out theater. Um, uh, I've actually got two movies from 2015, uh, but the first one was uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That is in uh, my list. Is it okay? Great. Yes. Um, I'll put so, it as number my number four. So talk about it. Go. Perfect. Um, so my situation with this movie is, uh, I've never been like a huge Star Wars fan. Like I, I, I watched them, and I'm like, you know, these are these are cool. Like I, I enjoy them, but I'm not like, hey, like you see the new Star Wars. Like I'm not like I've never been like that. But prior to this movie coming out, probably like early 2014, my oldest daughter started getting really into Star Wars, yeah, uh, just on right. her own out of nowhere. And then um, we, uh, yeah, we saw that there was a new Star Wars movie coming out. She's like, Dad, can we go see that in the theater? And we uh we went as a family and it was opening night it was sold out and it was just like like what you were talking about it was that communal like i i because i never i didn't go see the prequels when they came out in the theater because i wasn't really interested so it was the first star wars film that i had seen in the theater opening night um and the the excitement for it was just like palpable and i remember i remember in particular there's the scene where kylo ren uh freezes the blaster in midair like the blaster uh whatever you want to call that the blue thing and 
the entire theater just did like a <gasps> and I was I remember at that moment I looked and it was just it was packed huge theater and I was like this is what movie magic is like yeah. this is the yeah. this is the thing like and everybody was like you know totally enthralled and you know I I love that movie I think it might be because of my experience of watching it opening night and you know looking over and you know seeing my kids watching it and they're both just like you know at the time our son wasn't born um so my two daughters they were just enthralled they were like super into it and my daughter was like the star wars fan so she was like freaking out and uh yeah it was awesome it was just you know i i just love i mean i love being i love going to the movies in general but like events like that where people are excited and they're there everybody was dressed up like it was oh, a whole yeah. it was a whole uh, thing it was it was it. awesome yeah it's on my list because one i think i've spoken about before but the original i don't watch trailers really like Same. past the first one because these days the trailer literally shows the whole movie so i literally if i am curious i watch the first trailer and then none after that and that's what i did with that and the first trailer still will give me chills to this day it was that good Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, I am, I cannot wait to see this. And I went with who I was working with at the time because uh, the the boss, he's super into Star Wars. And we used to like nerd out about it. And uh, he was like, we're all going as a staff to watch this like opening morning or something. It, we didn't go at, like, you know, midnight, but we went the following morning of like the first day it was out. And I just remember being like, this is so good. And I got tickets for me and Caleb to go like the following night or something. I think we found, luckily found some tickets. And I just remember sitting there and, and like you said, the cinema was just sold out. And I don't know what kind of movie's done that in the last few years. And, mm-hmm. um, and I remember sitting there and just watching him the whole time like, how good is this movie? How good is this movie? <laughs> I bet he loved that too. He was super into Everyone that. Everyone loves when that happens. I, I obviously wasn't saying it, but in my head I was trying to project that onto him. Like, aren't you loving this? Aren't you loving this? Oh, he um, felt it. He felt the eyes, he I'm knew. sure. He, he knew. Um, the one that came out afterwards, which I didn't love, what was the middle one called? The, um, the middle one was Rogue was, One. Oh my gosh. I'm totally blanking right anyway, now. Anyway, there's the one moment in the middle one where um, I, I'm just really like into when movies are, are very good with the use of sound and when to have mm-hmm. it and when to not. And like, I, I'm, I think the attention to detail with that kind of stuff is, is a amazing and in the second one when she turns the spaceship around and just flies straight through the um you know the destroyer and splits it in two and then it just goes it just goes quiet Mm -hmm. and i was like that is one of the best moments i've seen in like a movie in in some time and the whole cinema just was just silent and you're like but the movie as a whole thought it was wasn't great. But that specific moment, I remember being in the cinema and the entire place, like you could hear a pin drop. It was that quiet. But yeah, The Force Awakens, I just remember being like so excited to go and see it. And it was one of those movies that was so anticipated that it was just sold out. And you were, it was just like, I have said, that like on my list too. Thing. I'll move it to four just for the sake of it. I won't pile on too much. We have talked star Wars to death on this podcast, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, I echo everything you guys said. It was just, I was a star Wars kid. Like my dad got me into the originals, like when we were really young. And yeah, so like the, just the anticipation of it, like being back in the fold. And I don't know, it was, I think the whole newer trilogy has its own flaws here and there, but just the, what it did do was just bring the nostalgia to full intensity and 
everything that you loved about the originals rushed back and just the like you said i the being around that many people that pumped up about one thing with all this anticipation of just years and years of waiting yeah it is hard to it's hard to replicate that with a lot of stuff i'll be like it you can't replicate that with much. Like that is a, a feeling that's very unique to no, a situation days. like that. Yeah. Did you dress up, Luke? <laughs> I did not dress up. Did not. Oh, I should have. No. <laughs> should have. Didn't take your lightsaber. No. Um, okay. Uh, so that was my number four. So yeah, I'll put I that guess, as my four too. Yeah. So Chris, I guess we need that was your number five, right? So we need your number four. All right. Uh, then for my number four, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, okay, 1999. I'm 16. Nice. Uh, super into horror movies at the time. And uh, I hope you I, say what I've got in mind. I, I, oh, I, I hope so. Uh, I, I heard about this movie uh, called The Blair Witch Project. And I... At this time, like I went and saw it opening night and nobody at that point had nobody had heard of like a like a found footage movie like Cannibal Holocaust was a thing. But that was like at the time, very like kind of like underground niche, like not a lot of people knew about it. Um, So I and I think a lot of people were still completely under the spell of the marketing where this was being marketed as these people Real. went into the woods, they found this videotape and here's what was on it. And I will never forget watching that opening night and just being like, what the heck am I watching? It was probably a, it was probably a half full theater. Um, and I, I remember in particular, there's the scene when uh, Josh disappears and then they wake up in the middle of the night and they hear him out in the woods just like screaming and they're like yelling for him and they just hear him like crying out in the woods and like i i got chills i was like i'm hearing a guy like you know being hurt and then the next morning they wake up and they find his teeth in the in the cloth and i was like oh my gosh i just heard a guy getting his teeth ripped out and like i was completely horrified and I'll I'll also never forget walking back to my car that night in the parking lot because um, I didn't go with anybody to see it. I went and saw it by myself, and uh, I was like looking around, like I was I was look just like I was actually like scared walking out to my car. And uh, yeah, that was like that that was an experience that I I don't think can ever happen again, which is why it's on my list. Like I don't think another movie will be able to do that uh, because audiences are just more savvy like the found footage thing has been done to death so it's not like a novel thing anymore um and i don't think i'll ever go to a movie again thinking like hey i'm watching something that's real and scary mm-hmm. at the same time so yeah yeah it's actually on my list which is funny oh it's gosh so random, i isn't love it? it um and it's on there because l- like you said the whole build-up was like is this real or is this not real? Like, I don't understand. Like, is this going to be real footage or is this like make-believe or... And, and, and we didn't really know. And then you go and watch it. And I remember specifically like watching it and someone ran past me and just threw up in the aisle. And I, because of all the... I don't know if it was because of the camera <laughs> the movement or, or because yeah. they were so scared. It was so probably scared. the camera movement, yeah. 
but the, the, because it was like the really scary bit where like they're all bashing on the tent and it's like ah, and you hear like little kids laughing and i was like this is horrifying <laughs> and then they ran over and were sick and i was like they're either being sick because they're so scared or just because this is all so shaky um but like you said th- there hasn't been anything really like that since that that kind of captured that and obviously you know genius they were like this hasn't been done before let's do it and they I don't know he spent twenty thousand dollars and made millions but um yeah i just remember being very confused because it was so the marketing was so like you you, you didn't really understand it you were like yeah. okay so this is real this is a documentary and then you're like but is it and it was so confusing and because it was back in the day before social media or anything mm-hmm. you're literally left up to your own devices to think about it and talk with friends about if you think it's real or not and obviously we can't do that anymore because everything is talked to death about these days um, yeah and I know also know because they, they had premiered it at Sundance and the the, uh, the the promo that they had done for it is they actually put up like because uh, the actors I don't think were there and they put up like posters like if you've seen these Missing. people wow. please contact blah 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 so i mean very smart yeah like, very, so very clever smart. i love yeah. that for marketing yeah that's amazing Building on that i'm gonna move my list around but it's not it's like a similar vein but cloverfield is on my list yeah. which i would say took a lot of cues from the blair witch project very but when similar, i saw yeah. cloverfield originally in 2008 I hadn't seen Blair Witch at that point. Now, I obviously didn't go into Cloverfield thinking it might be like real footage, but <laughs> the the just the whole I had I hadn't really because I hadn't seen Blair Witch. I hadn't experienced that style of movie where it was just all like handy cam style, and you're only catching glimpses of things, and everything's very jarring. And um, so I I really loved Cloverfield in the theater because it was just so I don't know so intense and big, and and the yeah. marketing. It's very they good. did a similar like kind of guerrilla marketing style campaign. I just remember they dropped a trailer that was like had nothing advertising on it. It was just so I think it was just like some footage and then they ended with the Statue of Liberty head like falling basically. But I don't even think they said the name of the movie or anything. I think it was all very like if I I don't remember exactly. I think you're I think right. Yeah, like I don't that. think they did put the name. I think it was yeah, all like yeah. just to be secretive or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's super interesting because any movie that you hear about that you went in cold or a movie like that where, mm-hmm. um, you know, the marketing didn't give anything away, yeah. those are always the movies that people are talking about years oh, down yeah. the road. And I, 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 yeah. I'm sure that there are people a lot smarter than me that make a lot more money than me that do this for a living that are like, hey, like we have to show this stuff or people are not going to go buy a ticket. But I have to think that... If some director came out, like, say, whoever, uh, I don't know if you want to say, you know, M. Night Shyamalan or whoever, if they come out and they release a teaser that is a scene and they don't release anything else and they're like, if you want to know what this movie is, you got to go buy a ticket. Like, I would think that people would be talking about it because they'd be like, wait, they're not showing anything like they're not. I mean, a all trailer? it would take is a big name director. Like any, like Nolan could do that, and if everyone would go see it, I mean, he like I don't know why he doesn't do. Stuff to be like fair, that, the Tenet trailer didn't really give much away, did it? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch Tenet it. Tenet was uh, st- I, yeah, still I, confusing. I still haven't seen it. I, I still haven't seen Tenet. I've only seen the I trailer. Saw the first but, one. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah, seen. I, the, uh, well, I've seen the movie. I just haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, I've yeah. I saw the first one, and it was like you know twenty seconds of like just lots of like 
people running in reverse so it really didn't give anything away you're like okay i have no idea what's going to go on in this movie and like you said that was one of the only movies that that was the only movie i saw in the cinema last year i think so yeah um worth it to take the trip um but yeah, I love that Cloverfield. That's a good one. Yeah, very it's such, similar I, it's vibe. A good yeah. movie. I, I need to watch it again. I think I, I watched it like a few years back, and I remember thinking it held up pretty well. It's just an intro. It's a fun movie. It, it's very. It really is. And, yeah. yeah, I know um, that. I watched... uh, they... Oh, go ahead, sir. No, no, you're fine, Chris. Oh, I, I was going to say, um, I know that they had uh, approached John Krasinski about The Quiet Place being a Cloverfield movie. Like, they were basically oh, like, yeah. hey, you can yeah, get yeah, more yeah. funding for this if you agree to have this be a Cloverfield movie. Right. And he he had turned that down. But um, you know, I loved I, the, the one with John Goodman. I really enjoyed oh, that. Oh, gosh. I That's love that That's what I was going to say. I watched Cloverfield Lane, like, last year. Um, I don't think I've and seen And I was honestly surprised one. that it was how good There's it was. There's three now, right? Wasn't there a third one? I think John Goodman was the latest one, wasn't it? No, I, I think there was, was another one, one like a Netflix oh. one. Okay. Yeah, that I one was amazing. I didn't watch it, though. Um, I actually wrote down A Quiet Place as one of my kind of honorable mentions because um, I saw... A, like a quiet place two or whatever it's called the other day i turned to kate and was like it should be called too quiet a place <laughs> a quieter place. I'm, I'm full of dad jokes guys um and that's another th- that's another movie that was is obviously very intentional about use of sound um mm-hmm. and the way that because the daughter is deaf that sometimes you get it from her perspective or when she's just putting in her um, hearing aid and then she, you hear like the kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then, like I, I just thought it was, it was a very clever use of sound. Plus it also meant that people couldn't really eat at the cinema and I, I hate it when people have like five course <laughs> dinners at the cinema. So I'm all about movies. That I always have not, my popcorn. <laughs> I, popcorn I can accept. It's when people are eating like po boys and whatever they're eating in the cinema i'm like crinkly candy bags (laughs) (laughs) i was just happy that quiet place meant that people were ashamed of what they were doing because i was like you can't just not eat for two hours okay okay great good for you good for you honey anyway chris number three for you (laughs) am i up am i at three yeah Yeah. mine was cloverfield i kind of i'm moving my order because me and you keep having the same movies that's right so yes dang okay so uh let's see all right, so I'm going to go back to another 2015 movie. Do you have another 2015 movie on your list? I don't think so, no. Not me. Okay, great. Not okay. Me. So uh, this one would be uh, Inside Out, Pixar's Inside Ooh, Out. Ooh, good movie. Um, good movie. Which I absolutely love this movie. Um, and uh, our, my whole family went and saw it opening night. Um, again, this is before our son was born. So it was me and my wife and our two daughters. And there was a moment during it, uh, that there was a, a short that played before it called lava. Um, and I don't know if you guys have remember that short. It's with the, the volcano it. that sings, uh, he's singing to the other volcano. Anyway, there's a, there's a, cause there's I don't, a part- I didn't see it in theaters, so I don't know if they got had it before okay, the actual okay. movie or not. So it's, it's, it's a great short. I, I, I love it. But, um, basically there's a, there's a, a, there's like this music playing and probably a minute goes by where there's really nothing happening, but then it pans up to this volcano and then you realize that, uh, there there's two eyes and a mouth and he just looks like just super happy. And it's just like this, this big fat volcano and he's got a face. And when he, he starts singing and like, I got the biggest, just 
stupid grin on my face at this point. I'm like, this is amazing. And I look over, to, I'll never forget to my left, my oldest daughter's sitting there and she's got the same smile. My daughter's got that same smile. My wife's got that same smile. And we were sitting kind of close to the front and I did. I just looked back behind me the entire theater just had this huge grin on their face. And it was another one of those moments where I was like, this is what going to the movies is like all these people in this room experiencing this, this moment of joy together. Um, and also that movie, uh, the, the little girl in that movie was about the age of my daughter at the time. And she looked a lot like her. That's awesome. So that, um, that hit me on a whole other level because I'm seeing the inside of this little girl's head that looks a lot like my daughter who's around the same age. Man, and I'm just, that's I'm awesome. just sitting there just wow. being like, oh my gosh, like this is, A, this is like kind of the worst because I'm like, oh gosh, like I, I'm like getting like wrecked emotionally seeing what this girl's going through. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, this is kind of amazing. And, yeah. you know, sitting next to my daughter and, uh yeah it was just you know it was a very personal thing but uh i i walked out of that just being like i remember at the time uh thinking that is gonna be one of my favorite movie going experiences ever and it and it it is I, i'll i'll never That's forget awesome. that it was awesome i remember I the first time i don't remember what movie it was before but i remember the first time i ever saw the pixar light it was like a whole little short the first time and it was just like the, the smallest thing it was just the light jumping along and then doing his thing and there was a whole storyline behind it and everyone was like what is going on like what is this mm-hmm. and it was before obviously I think what was Toy Story their first ever movie yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was before that so um, yeah it was I just remember seeing uh, just the little lamp jumping around and being like what is going on like what is this for and it didn't give anything away and that was yeah. it it was just a mini short to do with the lamp and we were like okay I guess we'll figure that out another time <laughs> I love that they made that a thing like doing the shorts yeah before. I love so that great. they do like mini shorts I think that's such a good idea it, it really is and, and it's good for the for the filmmakers too because it gives like you know lesser known creatives that work at Pixar uh, an outlet to like you know actually helm their own story and like a lot of the you know bigger name directors at Pixar now started you know they got to start doing a short however many years ago so I I think that's a that's a really cool just company dynamic thing I love that okay Um, my number two is when I was really little it was for a birthday Um, for one for one of my birthday parties we went to cinema and we saw it was a it was a dual feature. So back in the day, because I'm really old, everybody listening, um, <laughs> you would go to the cinema. I don't know if that was a thing here, but you would get two movies for the price of one. So there would be like mm-hmm. you know a little break in the middle where you could go and get like drinks and stuff and, and have a maybe peek. it's a and thing. Then, I don't know if I ever did that, but um, and the and we so you got the second movie for free, and the second movie we got for free was Cool Runnings. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah, and we I don't even remember the original movie we went to see for my birthday. I just remember how good Cool Runnings was. What a flick. And um, being there with like nine of my friends and it just being one of the greatest movies of all time and being like, how did we stumble upon this pure gold? Like, it, it was so good. And also in between both movies, one of the reasons why I also still remember this 
is because there was an advert for Free Willy in between both of the movies. Another Another amazing movie. But obviously in England, a willy is a penis. And so we're like very young. We're little kids. And they're showing this epic movie. And it's like a kid saving a whale. And then at the end, it just goes free willy. And the entire cinema just lost it. Like my mum was dying. And I I was like, how have they named a movie this? Like, this is unbelievable. Like nobody in the UK could. I don't know how they didn't even. That didn't cross someone's mind with like marketing. I can hear your mom laughing at that. Oh, my God. Your mom's laugh is so distinct. I can hear it. Literally, because the the free willy writing is so big. It's literally like free willy. And everyone was just like, what? <laughs> and at the same time, you have this big phallic-shaped animal just Yeah, I mean, a whale is kind of penis-like anyway. So I just remember, uh. one, we got Cool Runnings because, I mean, like I said, one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, two, I remember it because it was one of my birthdays. And when I was little, I used to do, I don't know if people do it here, but in England, if someone came to your birthday, you did like a little party bag where you put like, little yeah. like presents and treat i don't know if that's the thing here but um and i always used to do the best party bags i was like mom we've got to like make this epic <laughs> and so i just remember being at the cinema with like I-, I think we had like maybe a room at the cinema so we had like cake and party bags and then All i got right, two rich. movies and <laughs> call me richie rich um <laughs> But yeah, so cool runnings because what magic to just stumble upon. Like my parents had no That's idea great. what what they were buying, and they were just like, "Yeah, we'll do two for one, entertain kids for you know five hours, and then the free Willy advert just tipped over the edge." Absolute magic. That's awesome. This isn't my two, but it, the uh, Inside Out made me think about it. Like my definitely honorable mention would be like Toy Story one because my dad like took us to see it because he had heard about it and it was Pixar's new thing. And so we were really like young kids. I don't remember what year it came out, but that was just like I want a to say like ninety six or something. Yeah, we were young, and so that was a great like father sons like thing that we did. And then, which also makes me think of the third one. I think it was the third one, where spoiler alert, I guess, but like where they're going through the incinerator, oh. and like if anyone have you seen oh, it, Chris? Like, oh yeah, that's that's oh. a harsh scene, dude. It, it I hurts. like. I teared like straight up. I yeah, was like, this is so heavy. Like, man, I mean, I haven't seen it. It sounds like they've ripped off the Velveteen Rabbit. It's possible. I don't I've know. never seen the Velveteen Rabbit. <laughs> I, if you like Toy Story, it's really, it's actually really, really good. I think they, I wish they would have ended it there. I think they kept it going. I haven't seen beyond that. There but, is a four, yeah. Yeah. The, the fourth um, is a good one. It's is it? Good, okay. So it's worth yeah. seeing. I get yeah, worried the more seeing. they do, but. Yeah, the third one would have been a great perfect ending. Oh, though, I thought for it sure. was like just perfect finish, but yeah. Anyway, so that's not it's honorable mention. My number two uh, is not as <laughs> cheery like kids movie as that, but it's the movie Her from 2013, Love uh, that movie. which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Might be my yep. favorite movie of all time. I saw the reason it was so impactful as a, an experience was that I literally went on a random. I just heard about the movie. I loved Joaquin Phoenix, and I liked Spike Jones a lot, and I just went, and I was the only one in the theater, literally just me, because it was like a matinee at some point, and so I was, I literally am just sitting by myself in this empty theater with this huge screen, and the Joaquin most intensely Phoenix. emotional movie, like, ever, so I just, and I just loved it, like, I loved everything about how it was done, and the, like, the, the way it was, the setting, I don't know, it was amazing. 
But then I just walked out and I just couldn't stop thinking about it all day. I was just my it was so emotional the entire day. And if if you've never had the experience of sitting alone in a theater to watch a movie, it's like I didn't even go with friends or anything. It was literally just me. I just went. Which is a pretty cool experience to have if you can do it. it oh, that's mostly what like, I do. What'd you say? <laughs> I was saying that's mostly what I do. <laughs> yeah, like it was awesome. Like it was just me. And I mean, no, there was no neighbor next to me. I didn't bring anybody. It was just me in the theater. I don't even know why they played the movie because it was just me, but they did. But yeah, that one just stuck with me a ton. I just like, I mean, I thought about that for days and I, I don't know it's just a, it's a it was a wonderful experience that is like the opposite of the community aspect we were talking about before it's yeah. like a totally completely opposite vibe but yeah just alone, movies, movies that make you depressed and you walk out like i remember we went and saw, was it the revenant it was something oh, yeah. we went to see yeah and obviously it's like just grueling and dark Four hours later. and and i was just like uh i don't know if it was the revenant it was something that was really Im- you know, maybe it was. And then we all walked out because I went with you, Luke, and we all walked out and the day was super gray. And I just remember oh, being like, yeah. <sighs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember being like, that was really good. But I, it was amazing, but I am depressed. <laughs> Been through some stuff. It was like when we walked out after La La Land, I was like, well, I just want to die. <laughs> I found La La it so Land? depressing. Yeah, I found it really. This, the ending just broke my heart, and so I oh, just. Oh man! I, that, I'm that one movie. of those weird people that found La La Land really. I love fucking that movie. Sad. I uh, I felt like that walking out of Mother. I remember thinking like, "Wow, that was amazing," but I don't think I ever want to see that again. There's so yeah, movies I, like yeah. that, man. It's just like if I don't ever see it again, that's fine. I'm glad I did, but I don't need to put myself <laughs> yeah. through that. Okay, Chris, two. All right, two. Uh, okay, so this is. Uh, it, it could be flagged as recency bias, uh, but I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I was uh, at Tribeca this year, literally, what, two weeks, ago. two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, and because of COVID, um, they had uh, set up all of these outdoor screenings, like all the screenings were outdoors. They brought in these like insanely high pixel density lcd outdoor screens they had like these big line arrays like it was it was a really cool thing like all across the city they had i think they had like eight different venues um and we uh me and the director of uh the film that uh, i was there for who i grew up with in florida and the lead actor we went and saw a roadrunner which is uh the uh anthony bourdain documentary that's coming out in like a couple weeks and the the venue that we saw this it was uh i think it was called ba- i think it was called battery park i forget the name of it but um it was like this park and you could see the uh the empire state building or not empire state building sorry the uh, statue of liberty um like off to the corner off the side of the uh, the screen and you know just like in the middle of new york in this park and it was like the setting was just crazy and like the you know we the whole like tribeca atmosphere was was crazy and then um I'll, I'll never forget it there was a scene in the film it's not a spoiler or anything but um he he's sitting in this uh this uh vineyard in italy with like his one of his best friends and they're it, they're basically showing like an outtake of one of their episodes they're like sitting in this vineyard they're they're eating uh like cheese and meat and drinking wine and just chatting and his friend's a buddhist so he's talking to his friend and he says hey 
so you believe that since you're you're since you're a Buddhist, you believe that when we die, we're going to come back and it's going to be like just basically a better experience. We're going to be a better version of ourselves. Like you're going to be reincarnated into this like higher being, blah blah blah. And his friends like, yeah. And Anthony like he looks around and he was like, look at where we are, look at what we're doing, and look at who we're with because they're like best friends. And he's like. If if either of us come back as anything, we're going to come back as like slugs because it literally doesn't, it's not going to get any better than this. Mm. And I look over at my friend who directed this film that we're in, that I grew up with, that we're in Tribeca in the middle of New York. And I'm looking over at the Statue of Liberty and I'm, he's saying like, look at where we are look at what we're doing and look at who we're doing it with. And I literally was just, I, we like looked at each other and I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like just a couple dudes from Florida, like having a film at Tribeca and watching this movie and that's awesome just in the you were like, we're going to come back as slugs. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like, and I like, I like, kind of teared up a little bit i was like it was one of those moments because they say that you don't you don't recognize like the best moments of your life until like until way after but i literally took like a mental snapshot i was like this is going to be a moment that i'm going to remember forever and i want to remember it forever and Mm -hmm. i i walked out of that and i i told the dudes i was with i was like that was maybe one of the best movie going experiences i've ever had like the weather was perfect it was like Yeah, yeah, I don't that's know. That's so was, cool. That's it was so it cool. was it was heavy but awesome. Very very cool. That's so cool. What a good Amazing. man. That's what a good moment. An and that movie rules. By the way, it's coming out soon. You should watch it. If you, okay, I don't, cool. it, yeah, I, I'm not Anthony even super Bourdain. into Anthony Bourdain, but uh, the documentary was great. Yeah, I, I love his shows. So yeah, I'll definitely will give that a a watch. Um, okay, we're already at number ones. Yeah, time flies when like you're talking a, about it's been movies. Like an hour. That's not an all really. Um, Got my time, number one is a movie that is still probably up there as one of my favorite movies of all time. And once again, I it it was a moment where I went and the cinema was packed, and I and obviously the more years that go by, the less and less likely that is. So you know that, like we said, like with the Star Wars, you know it's a movie that has a real buzz about it. If if the entire cinema is just completely sold out. Um, and that is Inception. I went to see it. Hmm. I'm obsessed with Christopher Nolan. Hey, that's Luke's number one. Um, I, you I, started talking. I was like, damn, we're definitely going to both have a <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I just am obsessed with everything Christopher Nolan does. I think he is. I, it, all his movies are based around time. And I really love that he loves to play with that concept so much. Um, and... I remember it was one of those movies where you were like, I have no idea what this is going to be about. I don't know if I'm going to understand it. Like, what is this movie? Everyone was just like, what is this movie? And so um, I went and I remember the cinema was completely sold out. It's the only movie that I remember. I mean, it must have happened at another time because obviously back in the day when you're growing up, the cinema was full. But it's the only movie I remember because obviously the ending it ends before his totem topples or, you know, stays up, whatever it's, whatever it is. <laughs> and I remember like the ending, it was, it was going cause Leo like spins it and then walks off and then it just cuts out. And the entire cinema had this visceral reaction. When they were like, what? Because they were just so on the edge of their seats as like to, is this real life or not? Like, um, 
I mean, I'm still, it will always be in a memory of me because I was blown away about how good it was. I was obsessed with that movie and I think I went a couple more times to see it because I was like, this is the most original movie I've seen in a long time. And um, yeah, there's just, there's just, I can just talk about Inception forever because I just think it's so, so well done. Um, But yeah, just the the entire gasp. It's so funny. The one note I wrote down to talk about about Inception was the end and the theater's reaction, which is literally the exact same experience. Like everyone in the theater, like audible gasp. Yeah, audible gasp. Yeah. What? Like you can hear everyone. And I was like, man. And then saw it again, like for a second time. And I was just waiting for. I was like. Is it going to happen again? And it was the same, like, reaction. I was like, oh, that's so what sick. kind of movie can evoke that level of, I mean, just emotional yeah. response? Like, that, that to me, no one's done a lot of great stuff, but that is just, I don't know, on another level to me. I mean, yeah, it's I just, remember, yeah, I remember we went and saw that. We were on tour, and it was a day off. We went and saw it. I'll never forget walking out of the theater. It was a matinee. It was like daylight, and like I literally had my hands on my head. I was like, yeah. "What the heck was that?" Like, I just felt like I was broken. Just ha- I was like, "What?" Yeah, it was. Gosh, yeah. I'm hoping that you've. You, everyone knows. That everyone's figured it out now, right? You guys have figured it out. Wait, what? Like, if he's awake or if he's still in in. His I mean, dream, I right. I Is I feel it, like it's up to interpretation. Yeah, I don't feel like you. Can't oh figure it out. no, you can figure it out because See, that's your in opinion. his. No, in his dreams, he's wearing his wedding ring, and in real life, he's not. And when he spins it, he doesn't have a wedding ring on. I'm gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna you just have go to and rewatch it because that is how everyone to, figured it out. I'm gonna have to get on the Google machine just to see yeah. what I feel about that. You, you can check it, but I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure that that is a thing that in all his because in all his dreams, when uh, she's there, he's got his wedding ring on, and then in real life, he doesn't have his wedding ring on. So oh. it's it's just oh. a tiniest split second. Like you have to pause it to check that it's it's a thing. But so spoiler alert, everybody, he's awake. <laughs> and he made he made it home. <laughs> Four things magical. He's awake. He is awake. Um, Love it. So yeah. So Inception, hundred percent. I I mean Christopher Nolan, what a fucking genius. Let's be real. Yeah. One thing I love about him too, not to go off on a whole on a whole tangent about uh, him, but like pr- oh. particularly what he's turned into as a filmmaker. Like he's getting hundreds of millions of dollars from the biggest studios in the world to make experimental films, mm-hmm. which is like, I mean, just doesn't happen anymore. So yeah. for me, I just want him to continue doing that. Like, you know, what, what, whatever movies hit, whatever movies don't like, you know, that I think he shows that, Hey, if you have somebody who has a good vision, who has talent and you give them the resources like people people want to see that you know yeah and yeah i i I think he's amazing i think the prestige is probably my favorite of his i was just Um, about to mm. say i don't know if anyone's seen it but the prestige is one of my favorite nylon movies because so many people have not seen it and i Uh, remember being blown away i didn't see it at the cinema though so i couldn't put it on my list oh Um, got it okay yeah I, i love that amazing yeah, it, the first time I saw it, I was so confused. I was like, okay, what is going on? And then I was like, it ended and I was like, this was amazing. And I've watched it so many times since. So good. Yeah, that, that's my I'm favorite on my one. list to rewatch because that's uh, unbelievable. So unbelievable. What's, what's funny, not, not, to, not to derail too much, but my, uh, 
I remember specifically seeing the Prestige opening night. We were on tour. It was a new Christopher Nolan movie. We were all super pumped. We got into the theater. The film started playing. You know, the first shot is the the hats and they're going over it. There's no sound. Like the sound of the film was just not there. The the projectionist had screwed up somehow. I literally got up and walked out. I was like, I'm not missing anything. I know that there's something that's happening here that I'm missing. I just left. I was like, I'll watch this another time. So the first time I saw it, I only saw the first like minute and then I left the theater. That's ridiculous. I wasn't about to, I wasn't wow, about to, uh, so funny. Taint didn't even experience. give him a chance to restart it. You were like, no, no another no. time. Yep. <laughs> Chris, you're okay, one. Chris, Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're on Chris's one. All right. So my number one, um, this uh you were talking about double features uh this one is actually a triple feature wow uh in 1991 um and one one of the movies funny enough it's actually the second time i saw it uh so it was a triple feature uh of terminator 2 uh when it was on its original theatrical run uh the original batman film which had come out two years prior and then uh, Naked Gun 33 and a third, which, wow. uh, spoiler alert, we didn't stay and watch the whole thing because that, that was a long time. But my <laughs> dad, uh, he came, I was at a, at a like a, a youth club sort of thing that I went and did after yeah. school. I didn't really like it very much, but it was like my after school activity that I had to go do. And um, at this point, I was uh, eight. Yeah, I was eight. Um, and my dad just came randomly and checked me out of my uh, youth club. And he was like, hey, we're, we're, we're leaving. And it, my dad you normally didn't get home until like later, like, you know, after dinner time. And so like just seeing my dad at this youth club being eight years old, I was like, I was like, dad, what are you doing here? He was like, come on, we're going to go to the movies. And I was like, what? Like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So we drove, and uh, I, I remember the theater. Uh, it was in Marysville, California, and uh, uh, I, like I said, it was the Term- Terminator 2's original theatrical run, and I had not seen Terminator 1 at this point. I mean, I was eight years old, um, and I'll yeah, never... Yeah, what was the fr- rating on that? <laughs> I think it was PG-13 or R. My dad oh, okay. didn't give a rip, though. He was, yeah, he was, he was, he was hardcore. Um <laughs> So I remember vividly seeing this movie and just being like, what am I watching? Like I had (laughs) never seen anything on the screen like because at that that was a film that, you know, much like, you know, The Matrix and, you know, maybe one or other more or two other movies in our generation that came out where you were watching it. Jurassic Park's probably another one um, where you're watching it and you're like, I have never seen this on a screen before. Like, what am I even looking at? And uh, it just totally like floored me. And I had actually gone to, we had gone to see the original Batman back in 89 opening night but uh, I was only six at the time and I fell asleep, so I didn't even get to see it. Yeah. But my grandpa that year bought me the VHS tape for Christmas. So that was like my Christmas present. And I watched it all the time at home. Uh, but then I got to see it on the big screen. And that was like Amazing. a big, like, I was like, oh, like I get to see Batman. Uh, but I, if, if I really trace it back, I think that that movie going experience was probably the one that, 
really solidified my love for going to the movies in general. I think it, you know, maybe had something to do with going with my dad and, you know, it being like a big event movie and, uh, you know, just seeing something I'd never seen before, like all these things culminating at once around the movies. Um, it was, uh, yeah, super memorable. I, I, I don't know if I would be where I am currently if it were not for my dad, for whatever reason, deciding to come and pick me yeah. up early and take me to That's a awesome. triple feature. Man. I love That's that. That's so great. Triple feature. You just one up me there. And um, look at you now. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it was basically a double feature because we got about 20 minutes into Naked Gun and I was just like, Dad, I'm tired. I, w- I want to go home. Because I mean, much so movies, Dad. Too much. Yeah, T2 and Batman are uh, both pretty long, so. Yeah, yeah. they are. Um, it's funny they brought up Jurassic Park because that was originally going to be in my list because I remember my dad taking me and my brother to see that and just mm-hmm. being sitting there and just being blown away and also terrified for my life, yeah. even in this cinema where a dinosaur obviously wouldn't even exist and also would never get to me. So <laughs> I just remember being so wowed by Jurassic Park. So that's that's funny. Um, I still am. I, I still watch that now and I'm like, gosh, like this is what? It's so good. 25, 30 years, what, what 30 years old-ish? Yeah. And it still looks so good. It's crazy. Yeah. It looks so good, but that's probably because they did animatronics and not cgi which well, they, i think there did. was a period in time where cgi kind of aged movies like it wasn't as good as it could be and yeah if you watch worse. the uh yeah if you watch the special features on it on the the blu-ray there's a whole thing where they're they're di- they dive into the making of it and i think it's super interesting because they had like a formula for what was going to be animatronic and what was going to be cg and uh spielberg had this whole thing he was like if the dinosaur is x is supposed to be x amount of feet away from the camera we can do cgi if it's x amount or closer we're going to do animatronic Mm. and it seemed like i would think anyway that after seeing how well that worked out more filmmakers would have just adapted that same formula formula be like hey like if it's if it's off in the distance we'll do cg if it's close we're going to do animatronic but a lot of movies still haven't figured that out like how to do it to where it just looks correct i don't know it's yeah yeah it was definitely there was a specific period in time when i think people were like wow cgi is so amazing we need to use it for everything and then it it just was like woof but there we go (laughs) um i love that i love that it was an experience with your dad that's really lovely that he yeah it was great a club and just took you and you had a time that's that's so nice oh I love yeah, the cinema. Um, <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, I will always want to go to the cinema. It makes me sad that people... Like, I'm not going to go for every movie ever made, but I'll, it's definitely an event for me where I really enjoy going and I am just all about it, you know? Oh, I go all the time. It's 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 what I... It's my thing I do. Because the theater by our house is not far. Um, so what, normally what I'll do is I'll go to the later showings. Like, they'll do like a 9.30 or a 10.30. Yeah. Um, so after the kids are down, I'll go. My wife's mm. already in bed and sleeping, and I'll just yeah, just go to the movie. <laughs> Sneak up to the yeah. cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Okay, well, end with some uh, movies that got uh, movies that got sent in. Well, end with movies that got sent in. Questions <laughs> that got sent in. Figure we out my it. words eventually. I get pro. there eventually. Um, one was favorite horror movie or genre of movie in general because I think they weren't sure. Because obviously you said that your favorites are horror movies, but. Are they still? And if they are, what is your favorite horror movie? Oh, I'm I'm bad at narrowing down my favorite one of anything. <laughs> uh, but I'll say the the ones that come to mind: uh, The Shining, 
uh, Exorcist, uh, Psycho. I don't know if that's technically a horror movie. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Hereditary. Um, uh, I really like It Follows. I think that's great. Um, yeah. uh, I wanted to go and stay at the Shining Hotel, but Caleb was too scared to go and do that. <laughs> <laughs> well no the thing is though is like it's you can go to the hotel like where Stephen King wrote the book but it's like the the, the hotel in the film is it's not um, like all the innards and everything it's all on a sound stage like none of that's a none of that's a real hotel um, so I, I almost went before I found that out I would have been real bummed if I like made this whole trip and I'm like oh this is the hotel like yeah what, what the, yeah this what carpet the is different yeah <laughs> Uh, let's see this one uh okay we'll take out christopher nolan but it says who is your do you have a dream director to work with like if you had just like a, oh. this is my dream i'd love to oh, why are we taking out man. christopher nolan that's me because well, we've talked him to death i'm, I'm <laughs> um, i would say it, it probably goes along with best movie going experiences but i probably say uh uh danny boyle uh, because oh, I, because when I saw uh, Sunshine in the theater, that was the movie that I came out of where I was like that I want to do that. Like I right. I remember vividly walking out of the theater and because I, I knew John Murphy who did the score for that. I knew that he had come from like a rock background, and I was like, man, like I want to make music for movies. Like that's what I want to do. Um, so if I got to work with Danny Boyle on something, that would just be like a. Okay. That's a good it was answer. Danny Boyle that did like twenty eight days later and twenty eight weeks later as well, right? Because those were he he so directed twenty eight days later. He he produced twenty eight weeks later. He didn't okay. direct it, but John Murphy did the score for for both. So okay, Amazing. yeah, he's, he's the um, man. This one is: uh, Do you ever get tired when you're on stage and wish you had a seat? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now we, we we did this uh we did this tour a few years back uh where we were playing uh two albums back to back so we're basically doing like two sets. Um and the, I I don't know if I've done anything m- more physically exhausting in my life like by the end of the second set every night i was literally just like uh but i mean it's rock and roll i mean go go hard or go home you know it probably wouldn't work if you were just you know chilling yeah uh let's see all right we can end with this one um it says the thing you do you have something that you're the proudest of with under like is there something or a moment that that the thing you're most most proud of uh i have a picture of uh we played in Atlanta uh, back in, I think it was like 2016 or 2017. And it was the first time that any of our kids had come to see us when like they actually had an idea of what it is that, that mm-hmm. I did. And yeah. I have this picture of my daughter uh, standing back at the soundboard and she's like trying to like look over people while while we're playing and it's just like just these lights on her and, and the look on her face she's just like oh my gosh like that's my dad up there you know and like Whoa. that's yeah that's uh what a cool that's thing. probably it yeah i, I you know doing all uh, this i i absolutely love doing it but like bringing like the whole family element into it because we've all got kids or are having kids and um it's uh yeah it's 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 rad to see you know you know we started doing this when i was like a teenager and now like we're all like late 30s early 40s and like we're still doing it and like bringing our kids and wives and everything and that's uh that's so yeah cool. that's a that's what a, a good that's answer. a cool that's thing great. Uh, yeah i love that i love that what amazing to have a photo of it as well as 
It's yeah, great. yeah. I I I cherish that uh, that that photo. It's it's a good one. It's a it's a crappy photo because somebody just just spun around and like took it real yeah. quick on their crappy cell it phone. It kind of makes it better that way. I feel like yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's cool. Moment I'll, in time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 send it to you. It's a it's, it's awesome. a good one. yeah. Do um, yeah. thank you for joining us tonight. Good oh, topic. That was a fun one to go through. Yeah. Did oh you guys God. are do all your uh, your honorable mentions or were there more? Because I want I want to no. I want to hear if oh, you have if more. Oh, if you've got some, let's finish with some honorable. Oh, I've yeah. seen if you guys had more i i don't know I, I, I was I've pretty much mine. mine yeah oh i i probably only have one and it was uh Ooh. when i went to see uh the hateful eight um because oh, yeah. uh tarantino was that doing movie yeah he was doing the uh the the roadshow edition where it had like the no trailer the overture in the beginning the intermission you got like a program and everything oh, that sick. was a love yeah that, that was a great cool. that was a great experience because it the, you I know i actually really loved that movie and a lot of people were not fussed about it they were like it's too long or whatever and i thought this is such a good movie yeah but my wife still hasn't seen it i need to talk her into it <laughs> get prepared tarantino. for a, for a long one that's great yeah i love tarantino <laughs> not as much as nolan but uh yeah love that guy too different. they're different for sure i love mean it. obviously Ugh. Epic. Anyway. Well, but, yes. Thanks. Thank you that very much for joining us. Yeah, tonight. that was great. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. That was awesome. Man, there's some movies that I just wish I'd seen it. Do you know when you like are like, man, I was obviously born after this movie was made, and I wish I got a chance to see it at the cinema. I wish they more cinemas would do a lot of um, older like screenings of really older stuff. That's why I love the theater by our house. They do it every week, every uh, Tuesday and Thursday. They show uh, an older movie. Oh, that's great! Yeah, Man, it's, I want to see. It's I cool. just thinking about this. I wish I could have seen the Matrix in theaters. That'd have been a cool one. I remember theater. seeing Matrix three in the, in the I did. Cinema. And we were. I don't remember freaked. why, but yeah, Matrix. I saw. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Bye, well, people. Thanks for joining us, Chris. All right. Goodbye. Great time. Have a good time. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was awesome. Bye. Good hanging. All right, see ya.